You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And welcome back to the Oz Network. We're here for week eight of Survivor New Zealand coverage, um, and we're very much on the home straight now. So. Uh, looking forward to seeing how this one's going to wrap up, but uh, it's uh, it's great to be here talking through another couple of episodes of uh, pretty pretty solid Survivor, I think. Uh, and uh, you've got Nick with you here. I hope you're enjoying the coverage. And uh, Perez is here as well. How are you going, Perez? I'm good. Hello, everybody. Hello, all our lovers. Hello, all our haters. Hello. Do we have haters? No, nobody can hate us, surely. Yeah, there was a comment on um, a stuff article that said all the podcasts about Survivor New Zealand are boring, so that's us. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good, we're, and we're definitely going to get to that article later on because uh, we had a bit of fun reading through some of the, the Kiwi comments. Still trying to get a bit of a flavour for for what these uh, um, these you know the, the average Joe on the street, as, as Jeff Probst would call him, you know what he thinks of this whole thing because um, I still can't really get my head around exactly what the uh, general Kiwi audience thinks of this whole experience. I mean, what do you think? Do you think, like, Kiwis are watching this, enjoying it? I mean, I just don't know, really. I'm in the same boat you're in. I have no idea. I, Other than you and my mother, I haven't really talked to anybody else about it. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where we don't have, you know, kind of ready access to ratings. You know, so unlike the American one, where it's like, you know, two days later you get how many millions of people saw the show. We don't yeah. really get that. Like I saw some news reports from the first episode, um, but that's about it. And it'll be really interesting to know now that the block has started, which was, you know, I think premiered this week. Um, be interesting to know um, if that's had an impact on the ratings here of Survivor. I think Survivor is one of those things where you're either into it or you're not. I don't think it's something you're going to pick up halfway through and and enjoy i mean i don't know i could be wrong about that but uh, that's kind of always the impression i've got anyway but um as, as we always start these things we kind of go in with a you know a high level you know what were the big the big moments here the big spoilery moments from these two episodes and this is episode 15 and 16 which is kind of hard to believe um but it's obviously our, our big takeaways is um we've seen shannon surprisingly been booted from um, redemption island so she's now on the jury and um, and Shay has gone over to Redemption Island after being voted out in the most recent episode. So um, not a good week for the women. So maybe maybe that will uh, coax Alice Bryan back into commenting on Survivor again to see two women kind of go out uh, in back-to-back episodes here. So it is becoming a bit of a sausage fest down, down the straight. Um, obviously, the other big story is Tom sitting on four immunity wins, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um, but those are kind of our, our big takeaways, unless I'm missing anything. No, I think you covered it. Cool, that's good. I'm always glad when I cover it. Good. <laughs> so I think we can probably uh, just get into kind of um, the top kind of things as, as we go into this first episode. So um, I think we're kind of back into a, a more kind of traditional, you know, the Survivor New Zealand traditional feel for these episodes. That we've got a reward challenge in this first episode, finishes with the uh, the Redemption Island jewel. That's kind of how this whole thing wraps up. So we're kind of back to where we were, which is a bit of a shame because I think we kind of enjoyed the kind of slightly quicker pace that we've got over the last couple of weeks in this, this Sunday episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, kind of one of the things that uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about with this this episode was um, really interesting the way that they kind of show... There's a lot being shown in this kind of like it's this big massive like super preview for this episode. Like you see shots of the Redemption Island jewel and the kind of like what's coming up this episode. Which uh, have we done mm-hmm. there? I'm not. I can't remember if that's something that we've done a lot of really. I don't know. Well, uh, as far as that goes, I knew what the Redemption Island jewel was from the previews, and I uh, 
saw in the previews that Tom was going to win immunity and yes. that Arby was going to be voting out one of his friends, which could only be Shay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, where you're going with it, I was sort of looking at it from a, a for fuck's sake sort of view. <laughs> yeah, well, I think probably it's a little bit of an elephant in the room that we can talk about, and I think this is going to be one of the big the big things about this whole season that is, you know, while I've really enjoyed it, one of the things I have not enjoyed about it is that this, the show has spoiled the hell out of this thing for me. Um, you know, that in terms of, you know, there's been several times where the, the show has made no secret of who was going to win immunities or who was going to be about to be voted out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really disappointing because it just feels like it's a little bit sloppy more than anything else. Well, they did uh, it with Mike as well, didn't they? Well, they did it with Mike. And we obviously saw the, the shot um, before we had the swap of Sala wearing uh, the Hamosa buff. So we knew that he was going to swap. So we knew there was a swap coming up. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there, there was that as well. Um and I think there's been a few others as well. So obviously this episode we saw, you know, at the end of the Sunday night episode, we saw the whole thing with um, um, Tom, you know, wearing the necklace. So we knew that he was going to win it in the next episode. And I will say, um, when I was trying to do a little bit of research for what the kind of schedule is for next week in terms of when the show is going to be on, and mm-hmm. I, went, I went and looked at the, um, the the little written preview on the TVNZ website, and um, that gave me a spoiler for next week as well. So it's kind of, so I, I would, if you want to stay completely spoiler free, I would suggest you don't go and check what out what they've written about what's going to happen next week on on Survivor on the TVNZ website because it does give you a pretty um, key bit of information that you might not want to know. So and if you're over spoilers as well and you don't want it to be spoiled, don't watch the preview for next week because it's also showing them. And all the shots it shows them at Tribal Council, it shows who's not wearing that awful necklace. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't notice that, so I won't go back and take a, cl- a very close watch of that. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's. Uh, so I think probably if we're going to start talking the episode proper, then we're kind of going to uh, Redemption Island where, you know, the two boys are sitting there and Shannon walks in, and it's quite the reaction, eh? Oh, Jack's reaction to Shannon walking in for me was the highlight of the entire episode when he just cracks up laughing. That was golden. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, Jack, I think probably has found his his niche, which is sitting on Redemption Island making jokes. I mean, that seems to be. I wish he'd been there the whole time because that's where he seems to be uh, the most entertaining. You know, there's nobody sitting around sick of his shit. Um, he seems to be having a lot more fun on Redemption Island. It's one of those things that it made me really think of this episode about you know, how how boring it must be. You know, kind of sitting on Redemption Island, um, not doing a whole lot. Um, yeah. Just, oh, painfully boring. Yeah, because you, you know you kind of you, you, and and I think kind of you know we we've talked a lot about who these players remind us of, but one of the mm-hmm. ones that I kind of keep coming back to is um, all of a sudden I kind of feel like Mike is a bit like the Aussie, you know, like he kind of the best place for him is on Redemption Island, sitting there not not a- actually having to play the game. Um, he's actually able to just sit there and, and kind of see people on their way out of the game and uh, not make any enemies. And I think that's probably the best place for him. Oh, I'd agree with that because his gameplay that we saw wasn't exactly stellar, was it? So I think just patting people on the back on their way out is probably the best for him as far as him having any sort of chance at winning the entire thing goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's exactly it. And I think we, you know... I'd be at this point now that Shannon's gone. I'd be absolutely stunned if Mike's not the one that comes back into the game because it kind of feels like, you know, there's been so much story around this guy is such a danger if he comes back into the game that that would just be so much wasted airtime if he if he doesn't end up coming back in. Um, 
but having said that, I don't feel in any way like Mike's going to win the game. Like it doesn't feel like he's got he's going to come back and win a challenge and be gone. Like that doesn't feel like that's going to happen. I doubt Mike. I doubt it extremely that Mike could win. But the thing that I found interesting from this episode was all the little clips of Redemption Island. To me, it felt we saw more from Jack and his um, wanting to get back into the actual game, where we've seen from Mike, it's just sort of been, oh, I'm going to get back in the game, da 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 very generic sort of survivor competition talk. But Jack seemed to have a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, sort of his, his opinion seemed a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but he seemed. It seemed like it could be a possibility that Jack could be the one that comes back. Yeah, which would be interesting. Yeah, and you get this whole thing with him as well that um, you know these scenes about because it was kind of built up beforehand of like what's going to happen when Shannon gets there, and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like a nothing story in the end because you know she kind of comes in. It's a little bit awkward when she first gets there, and then you know basically it's kind of you know, water under the bridge by the second day and, and that's kind of natural because these guys have got there's nothing for them to do really there's no point in them trying to go at each other's throats They're, they've all been voted out of the game at this point so you know the only thing they can really do is beat each other in a, in a duel and so there's no point of kind of playing games or anything like that well and with the um intimacy and in each other's pockets that they are with the the whole 24 7 these are the people that you're with everything will be sped up so the whole getting to know you will be sped up and then i suppose with uh, mike and shannon the whole moving on we're over it let's you know go forwards that would have been sped up as well which was probably sped up to one overnight little thing yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I, I think that they they just didn't have the footage to really make out this big you know storyline between the two of them. So it, it kind of just melts away into nothing. And um, we actually get some you know we're kind of clocking ahead a little bit towards the end of the episode, but we get these kind of quite quite fun scenes actually of you know um, the whole coconut phone thing where where Jack Jack rings. Um, um, Shannon. Shannon up on the phone and I actually thought that was quite cool like I, I thought it was a fun little scene and um, I, I, that was what I was saying before about you know this is kind of Jack at his, at his best really yeah that was fun it was funny <laughs> yeah no I really enjoyed that and um, so that was really fun and kind of we go back to camp and I, I think some of these you know like we talked a lot about these kind of camp scenes feel a little bit drawn out at times and you definitely get the feel for that because there's only five of these guys here and there's only so many people who can have conversations about so many things anymore um, yeah. so we get so much in this about um, you know who's going to go and one of the things that really struck me and you know I think um, we're going to come back to this this comment a little bit later as well because I'm going to contradict myself but I think the show's done really well at not leaving any storylines kind of unresolved um, they might they might have dropped off for a few episodes but they do kind of get picked back up again and I think mm. now we're seeing the RV Tom thing just get suddenly picked back up again out of nowhere um, and you know like if, to me it seems really strange that we've got this whole thing where Tom should be on the outs it should be we should the story we should be getting is you know tom if he loses immunity he's in trouble but yeah we're, but we're never getting that um and so you know it kind of takes all the all the tension out of the show but that to me obviously it's because tom isn't actually all that much in danger like if he didn't win um this round then there's, mm -hmm. there's i think there's potential that he wouldn't have gone um which is really quite interesting um yeah so suddenly Arvi and tom are, are kind of working together again which is um, it's really good. I'm glad that they've kind of picked that storyline up because it did feel like they just dropped that. And 
obviously we just didn't know that this was coming and these guys were going to get back on the same page again. I don't know what mm. your feelings around that is. Yeah, I agree, actually. It sort of seemed as if if Tom had have lost immunity, it wouldn't have really affected his position in the group. He sort of seems to be in a more of a place with Barb and Nate that he has more of a say than what Arvi does. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just really interesting to me that we're kind of back into the storyline. And then the next one we kind of pick up is this whole thing, and I'm really interested to get your take on this, about Barb suddenly doesn't want to go to the end of this game. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know if that's true, though. Did you? I, I, if it's true, I think she's a fucking idiot. But if it... I don't know, because she she's so wishy-washy. What... I it just she just annoys me. That whole thing annoys me. Why doesn't she just quit then if she wants to go and have like a little vacation? Like I, I don't get it. What what do you think about it? I think it's fucking weird. Well, I think to me it, it could have been one of those things where you know because the, the whole scene kind of starts with her, her and Tom kind of having this discussion and her going, oh, you know, I don't really want to go to the end, you know, because mm. the, the jury's just going to spit me out and blah 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 blah. Um, but what I find quite interesting about that is, you know, like what you really wanted was then a, a confessional from Barb where she's kind of going, actually, I'm just I'm just saying all that so that they don't think I'm a threat. But yeah. it, it then cuts to a confessional where she says, yeah, no, I don't want to go to the end. Like, so this is obviously not a ploy by her. It's actually a real thing. Now, I don't understand it. Is there something in the water in Nicaragua that makes people just want to give up when they get, you know, two thirds of the game through? Like, it's just so strange to me that, it, like, why would you do this now? Like, you're in a position like, yeah, even if you get chewed out at the end of the game, you might mm. as well you might as well go to the end because presumably you know the prize money goes up for each place and you get just like it does in the american one um, yeah so you know basically you want to make sure that you you get as far as possible so yeah even if you think you can't win you kind of want to make sure that you you get to the end yeah and then her wanting to help out Avi and tom to get to the end as well what about her buddy nate wouldn't it be in her best interest to stay in the game with her uh, right hand man and get him there as well like she's fucked I don't get her crazy thinking I, oh I better not say oh no Alice wouldn't listen to us would she it's probably menopause <laughs> well I think you know we talked a little bit last week about um, that there had been this interview with Barb in the newspaper which is basically her saying you know she's she's not she's used to people being impressed by her in everyday life and when she kind of came out here people suddenly weren't impressed and yeah. and, and you know she really had to prove herself which is not something she's used to doing and i think probably part of this is that barb just kind of you know and i think we talked a little bit about this last week um which was around does barb know that she can't win and is she then does she then and it's about, i think we were talking about it from the shannon perspective last week but yeah does does barb know that she can't win and therefore she can be a bit of a spoiler and decide who does win mm -hmm. and so maybe yes. that's kind of going through her head a little bit so it, it really is quite interesting and I, so i think probably just transitioning out of that a little bit is suddenly we've kind of got this real big storyline about um kind of Shay and that nobody likes Shay. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know where that's come from either. Well, I think that would come from Tom, don't you? I think Tom, who appears to have more uh, of a influence over his fellow tribe members, if he's unimpressed with Shay, they might pick up on that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just seems to me that, you know, Arvi's got this real close connection with her. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess, I guess if we if we're going to be fair, then Arvi is the only one, or sorry, and Tom as well, that has that spent time with her kind of pre-swap. You know, like so. To be fair, like when you think about it in terms of days played, is that Nate and Barb have actually only known Shay and the game for about ten days. Um, yeah. And so you kind of forget that, eh? Like you you, you do start to forget time-wise about what the hell's going on here. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me that that's possible that they just don't, they just haven't had the time to really sit and think about it. Um, yeah, but you get this whole kind of thing. And then we kind of get the whole, uh, you know, Nate's turned into real grumpy dad and he's just kind of going around collecting firewood. Um, he's just tired, <laughs> tired and grumpy. Um, uh, Nate's a bit of a funny one to me because I feel like they, you know, this is this kind of rural cop. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm not sure they've kind of made the most out of what they could with this guy that's obviously made it to the final four. Um, you know, th- this could be a really, you know, a good story that we've got for this guy. And they seem to, he just kind of seems to be a little bit of the, the kind of lump that moves around camp. But it's not until right at the end of the second episode that we kind of get him starting to make some moves, which is just quite strange to me. Yeah, he's he sort of had a strange edit as well, if you actually think about it. And But I think some of the other people, the bigger characters' edits being somewhat confusing might have distracted from Nate's shitty edit as well. Yeah. He, he seemed to have like a, a pretty good shot at winning and has been sort of a possible contender of winning, but it... It's sort of, we get like a little trickle every now and then of, this guy's a goat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely not a consistent story for him like there is for some of the others. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard for me to know where kind of his story might be heading. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Like, I, I can see, apart from winning the game, I can see just about every other possibility for Nate. I can see him being the guy that... You know, goes to the end and gets no votes. I can see him being the guy that finishes second, um, and I can see him being, you know, somebody that actually goes out before then. Like he could be the last mm-hmm. guy out. So, you know, I can see kind of all those possibilities happening. Um, you know, like I think, I think with with Shay gone, I think um, Arvi's best plan is to actually go with Nate and and Barb to the end. But that doesn't seem to be. He, I'm not getting the vibe from Nate from Arvi that he wants to go with Nate. No, which is annoying me as well because. I think Arby's best shot at winning would have been with either, well, just definitely with Shay, but with maybe, well, definitely one of the other three, just probably not Tom. I don't, it's just, it's all a little bit sloppy and confusing with the editing because we, I couldn't really say at the final, what are we at, the final four, final five, that this is what I see, the, this is who this character is, the same way I could with an American version, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's, it's a bit of a weird placement. I can't really decide where he fits. Um, and I guess we're not going to have to wait long. We're going to find that out next week because um, this thing's all coming to a head. So it's really going to be interesting to see how this whole thing ends. So, yeah, I mean, jury's out on, on exactly what's happening with Nate. But um, we can probably kind of move on to this reward challenge because I think that it's um, the challenge itself is, is pretty... You know, it's a fine enough challenge, but I think kind of what happens afterwards is, is quite interesting. So unless you've got anything else, we can kind of, I think, skip ahead to that um, that uh, reward challenge. Okay. Probably just the one thing I'd say before we get there, which I find really interesting, is um, 
there's t- there's there's about three scenes over these two episodes, which is Shay and and Tom trying to have a conversation, and it's just so awkward. Like the two of them just obviously just do not click on any level, and you know every time they're trying to have a conversation, it's just like it's the most awkward thing in the world. It's like two people who you know clearly are being forced to talk to each other even though they don't like it. It's really really weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. It was sort of as if it's the person that you are doing detention with, for, and the reason you're both on detention was because you both had a scrap at school, and you're the only ones there, and you're sort of just talking just for the sake of talking, yeah. and you really do not want to be doing it. I think one of the other things that I wanted to point out as well is that there's a conversation between RV and Shay that happens kind of in the middle of this episode, which is before the reward challenge, um, and it's... Basically, it starts with the two of them talking, and then actually it, the camera cuts away from them, and they're still talking. Like you hear the audio of them. Talking. And the spider, the yeah. spider web, and it was just like, uh, like uh, it felt like ten years of yeah. just like subtitled reading. What the fuck was with that? <laughs> well, I mean, the the complimentary part of me just wants to think that you know they wanted to make this really kind of artistic point that you know RV's kind of pulling her in and, you know, like, basically killing off her chances. But um, the other part of me just thinks that, you know, um, during that whole scene when they filmed it, Arby's dick was hanging out the side of his pants or something and they just couldn't show it on TV, so they, they kind of had to edit around it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think it would be something far more technical than yeah. actual, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> story development. <laughs> but it was cool. Like, I did think it was quite a cool way of presenting that, um, especially, you know, it, when we know what happens at the end of this Monday night episode. So, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Um, so we, uh, we kind of head into this, um, this reward challenge, which is a bit of a Survivor classic, you know, the whole... Um, carry mud on your person um Mm -hmm. so you know obviously this was one from the very original season of survivor but um my favorite one of this one is is still the the kagian one where tony wins it and like how how the bald guy wins it i'll never understand that um but you know he he totally that was the one that tony dominated so much they didn't even weigh the bucket so like it was actually yeah yeah it was like overflowing trouble yeah 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 so I mean, yeah, this this whole I mean, was there anything in the actual challenge you wanted to talk about, or can we just kind of go to the result? Oh, you can go to the result if you want. The only thing that really stood out from the challenge was like Tom running and diving into it like it was like those ball pits at McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually actually kind of nice to see Tom enjoying himself for once because he never seems to actually smile or have a good time out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we get to the end. And the other weird thing about this is that they actually didn't show them weighing it, which is quite, you know, they usually show that. Um, but they, they didn't show that. They just showed, um, you know, the, what the top two are, which I thought was really interesting. But the other thing I thought was really interesting was that um, apparently, was it, did they say that Tom had, sorry, Arvi had 22 kilos of mud? I'm sure that's what they said, eh? Yeah, because they said he was two kilos ahead of whoever was second. Twenty-two kilos is a lot of mud. Yeah, that's like two over two bags of potatoes. Yeah, my yeah. my 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 dog and the bigger of my two dogs weighs twenty-two kilos. Well, I wouldn't have thought you could fit twenty-two kilos yeah, in yeah, little that's buckets. Exactly, it must be very dense mud. Um, 
yeah, so that was that was really weird. Um, yeah, I'll like I'm not going to say Survivor line. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to call it down the line there. But so obviously, um, Arby wins this, um, and uh, we get into his decision. So what did he? Th- so obviously, he he chooses to take Barb and Tom with him, and mm. his whole re- his whole rationale is that you know he wants Nate and Shay to make sure they've got a good connection when they get back to um, back to camp. I mean, what was your whole take on this? I uh, yeah, I would probably say the same thing. I thought. Oh, yeah, yes and no, actually. I thought he should have taken Shane more so than Tom, but I could, I, I, I heard his reasoning and was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think it's as solid as anything. I mean, any any situation where you put it, and I mean, this is for me, is, you know, the absolute game bot in me says that um, reward challenges, on, you know, individual reward challenges at the end of a game of Survivor is that you throw them, and you don't want to be in a position where you have to actually make a decision about who who you're choosing because it, that just never goes you want to be the one that gets chosen that's basically mm-hmm. the, um, the best outcome for you um, and, and that, I think that's probably a, a, I think that's true um, so there's no really good outcome here for Arby. No matter who he leaves behind, they're going to be upset. Um, you know, and, and everything that we heard from Nate you know, in his confessionals, he understood why he wasn't chosen and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, t- <laughs> tough call, eh? I mean, who do you choose? It, it, there's there's good and bad for everything, really. I just had a brainwave. Yeah. I'm still I'm still on the same track that you're on. I'm not like digressing, whatever. I would say that in that challenge, <laughs> they were using. South American scales, and it would have weighed 22 pounds, and they thought, oh, fuck it, we'll just say it was 22 kilos. Because kilos sounds a lot better. Yeah, and yeah. we use kilos in New Zealand. But back to the point, yeah. I thought um, Nate was a bit... This is like going back to the editing thing with Nate. I was expecting more of like a grizzle guts from him that he wasn't chosen, but we get the whole... Like, good cop. Oh, yeah, I understand he had to make choices. Yeah, it was a smart choice. That I'm just so, like, perplexed by the editing of him. Yeah, and I guess it's one of those things is that, um, you know, it might all make sense once he gets voted out and you see who he votes for in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're just going to have to kind of um, decide, you know, once we've seen the whole thing play out with him, I think. Because, yeah, he's the biggest question mark to me about how things end for him. Um yeah, so I mean, that's all quite interesting. Um, I, I think what's quite interesting is that these moments where you think it's going to be, um, they say something in public, but then when they get into the confessionals, they'll say a different thing. Um, we the same thing here is that we we can't really argue with Nate because he is saying it in his confessional that yeah he understands yeah. it, and yeah you know, it's a bit the same with Barb that like we talked about a little earlier. So yeah, I mean it's it, it's going to be a hard one to to kind of call him on that. So we've got to take him at his word really. And, and kind of move on. So, yeah, um, was there anything kind of interesting in terms of the, the guys going on reward, in terms of what was discussed? Not so what was discussed, but for me, the most noticeable thing about the reward was, it's like day 31, or day 30, or whatever, and they go on this reward to this like little resort thing, and they're given a chicken fucking salad with like grilled avocado <laughs> and beetroot. Are you kidding me? I I would have cried if that was me. I would want macaroni cheese. I would want French fries. I would want like two liters of Coke to drink. I would want junk food, not like a nice growing up food. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 That was disappointing. 
it's always quite fun when you have ones like that where they kind of um, I'm trying to remember some of the American ones where they kind of have like this real like health food and it's like oh god no that's the last thing I want I want like you know crazy food um, yeah <laughs> yeah I did like Arby's whole thing about you know like has the the first beer he's had and like and like just the, even the way he's like looking at the beer like it's this beautiful woman you know like he just can't take his eyes off it it's so and he's like it's the best beer I've ever had and he <laughs> yeah. meant it as well he actually meant it <laughs> yeah 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 that's whole thing is Arby's pretty genuine so you know regardless of, of you know what he says you kind of believe it really yeah yeah uh, I think the one thing I really uh, you know, and it might just be an RV thing as opposed to a Kiwi thing but you know when they kind of put the food down in front of them and he's mm-hmm. like you know to the guys that are serving them he's just like thank you so much thank you thank you thank you it's like you don't hear that on American versions eh? like you just you don't see that moment it probably happens but you know that that moment gets cut out and um, you know it's just another one of those things I think we're obviously going to talk about the edit a little bit that um, you know I think you can you can see quite clearly they're making RV out to be a bit of a hero um, and so anyway, yeah. any chance chance I can get to kind of make Arvi, you know, look like a good guy, they, they're doing it. Is, do you hear an accent with Arvi? Well, I mean, you know, he's obviously a really well-travelled guy, so there's that possibility that he's, you know, he's just been on the move so much that he's kind of just developed a bit of a weird accent. Um, yeah. Because where's he from? He's not like he's from Southland or something and he's got the bit of the, the rolling R or anything like that. He's like, he's like Wellington, isn't he? That's right, he is too, yeah. Yeah, because I was talking to my mother, and she was like, oh, yeah, that foreign guy, Arvi. I was like, he's not foreign. And she's like, that's not a New Zealand accent. That No way. He's from overseas somewhere. And then I was thinking about it, and I've, I thought that around the first couple of episodes. I was like, is that an accent I can hear? But then one, probably about 10 years ago, I was working in a cellar door in a, like a, quite a well-known winery down here, and this Guy must have been about like 21, 22, came in to do a wine tasting and he was talking when he was like this really like really thick accent and was talking like da, 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 da. and I was like, where are you from? I can't really place your accent. I couldn't tell if it was um, South African or maybe like some European country. But then he was like, I'm from Bishlands. And I was like, what? He was like, Bishlands, you know, East Auckland. And he had... <laughs> He had such a grotty accent that he sounded foreign. So I was wondering if, like, Arvi just sounds a bit hody. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I never really picked up on it. And I think probably the name probably might just tip you off a little bit too because it's an unusual... Like, is it, what's it short for? I don't actually know. Wouldn't it be like short for like Javier or something? I don't yeah. know. So it might just be you know like people people just see the name and they think oh he must have foreign or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's not something I really picked up on other than yeah. I mean the old kind of word sounds a bit out, but I didn't really pick up on it too much. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not something that's that's kind of jumped out at me all that much. I would say. Avi, if you're listening, comment if one of your parents are foreigners or something. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I think we can probably. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of the reward challenge was actually the two people that stayed behind. And you know, if Avi's plan was to kind of get these two talking, then it was a complete failure because they is obviously just. And again, the the kind of. Um, common factor here is, is Shay, isn't Shay. it? Shay. Yeah, that, that, that Shay's obviously struggling to talk to people. And, I, you know, I just wonder if it's just a bit of boredom, you know, like you've got these people and, 
you know, you, you kind of just spend so much time with them that you just run out of things to talk about. And, you know, I think maybe they're just accentuating it a little bit that, you know, Shay doesn't say a whole lot and all that kind of thing. Because obviously the bond that she has with Arby, which we see at the end of the next episode, is real and, and that's genuine. And, you know, yeah. that's obviously been built up over time. So, and, you know, she had a good relationship with Sala and all that kind of thing. And maybe she's just ended up being left with people that she doesn't actually like all that much. I mean, that's that's possible as well, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, because she's got enough game savviness to know what needs to be done. But if she, if you're in a dead end situation and you know Survivor, you'd know that and know that there is no point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's probably n- nothing else we need to talk about here before we can head into this uh, this Redemption Island thing. And obviously, yeah, we talked a little bit before about the whole the whole fight the phone thing, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then we get into this challenge, and obviously you're going to want to talk about this challenge because you said last week that this is the one, if you were playing Survivor, you'd want to do. Yes, this is my challenge. I remember it from, was it the first time we had it Survivor Africa? We didn't have it in Australia or Borneo, did we? No, I think I think it's Africa, All-Stars, um, Micronesia, Heroes. Every season Poverty's been in. <laughs> yeah, uh, One World, they definitely had it in One World because Chelsea won it. Um, and then I think... They've had it quite recently, too, eh? And I think a, a, did, a, did a man win it for the first time? Well, they changed it, like, recently, then the more recent versions, and put them on that little stool, that little perch thing, sorry. That, like, little foot thing. Yeah, yeah, I uh, and this one feels like it's a really narrow foot thing. Like, it, it, it does feel like it's a tiny little perch, because um, you can really see Jack kind of moving around on this thing. Um, yeah a whole lot and um, yeah i mean it's a bit funny to say because obviously this is a, i think this is a weird one to do when you've got two people going through exactly like, this is like a, a, a one person last one left standing win something yeah. with the challenge this yeah. the sort of challenge that they needed to do for this particular thing would have been like the one that izzy beat tony on yeah yeah yeah, I remember the one, I'm, I'm thinking of, I don't know why that one sticks out to me, but there was one um, with, I, th- I think it must have been Andrea and Matt and somebody else, and it was basically they had like a table maze, and um, they had to kind of like work a peg through a table maze and then like smash a thing, you know, and that was it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that one actually worked really well, as a, you know, because you had one person go through and then it's still, it's still really tight, or even like a, a decent puzzle, you know, that's a good one to have for this too, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a really surprising one for me. And obviously it was even more surprising because it was, you know, like the bucket kind of fell for Shannon out of nowhere. You know, like it looked like she was the most solid. And then, and this is the thing with this challenge is that it's not really a willpower one because, you know, just the slightest movement can kind of throw you off as well. And I really yeah. hope that whatever ends up being the final, ch- I don't know, was there anything in the preview for next week that showed the final, because I assume the next one is the final one, um, that showed what it is, because it should be an absolute willpower one. You know, that's what it should come down to. I didn't see anything. No, I, I, I didn't remember seeing anything. So hopefully hopefully it's like literally like the, you know, stand on a pole type of thing. That's what it yeah. really should be, because it should come down to who wants to be there the most. And I, I got a funny feeling that that might be our final immunity challenge as well. Um, and I've got a bit of a theory that RV's going to win that final challenge just based on the kind of editing we're getting. But that could mm-hmm. be that could be a little bit of a, uh, a, just a crackpot theory by me. But yeah, I mean, was there anything else that, that you kind of wanted to talk about in terms of the whole challenge itself before we get into Shannon and, and her place in this whole season? Yes, for, 
for myself or for anybody listening who intends on being on Survivor, if, you can't, if you're going to be doing that challenge, don't bend your elbow the way Shannon had her elbow bent. I was like convinced going into the duel that Jack was going to lose. But then when I saw Shannon's arm and how long she had her elbow bent for, I was like, she's actually going to lose this challenge. And she lost. So keep your arms straight, people. Mm. Yeah, because it is one of those ones that it just... And you see that so many times. I mean, I think the, the classic was, you know, when somebody falls out in the Micronesia one and, and James kind of laughs at them and just... You know, it just falls. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, it, you know, it wasn't like he gave up or, or anything like that. He just kind of had that moment where it just all fell to pieces. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I like this challenge. I just don't feel it was particularly well done in terms of what we were looking for here. But that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, and, you know, we get Jack at Redemption Island for another week, so that's got to be fun. Mm-hmm. That was really, good. It'd be pretty funny if he's the one that comes back into the game, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be that would be really good. That would be really, really good. I mean, I, I don't think it would add much to the show, but it would be... Um, Neither, but it would be good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if we've got the three next week, and and it's assuming one of them is going to come back into the game, um, mm-hmm. I mean, who are you expecting that's going to be? If it's Mike, Jack, and Shay, I would say Mike. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty interesting if Shay comes back and she's come, you know, comes into the game twice. You know, that would be pretty unusual. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mike next week too. So we can we you know we can lock that in as our prediction. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that probably kind of it's funny. Look, it, 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 quite a simple episode really in terms of, of what's happening. And again, it was a lot of setup for what happens in the next episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I think probably the one thing before we kind of go on and, and rate the episode is maybe talk about Shannon. because you know, I said a little bit earlier around that one thing I've been really impressed with with the New Zealand Survivor is that all these storylines have resolved themselves. Like we've set stuff up and it's paid off for the most part. Um, yeah. But I think the the exception is probably what we've seen with Shannon because I kind of I was I was the more I thought about it after we recorded last week, the more I was convinced that she was the one who's going to come back in because I thought there's just the story hasn't finished yet with her. Um, that we got a lot of stuff about you know that she was going to be this key player and and you know we got a lot of stuff about you know she was going to get to the end and then people were going to tear her apart and she was the you know everybody saw her as the turncoat and. It, it just all kind of petered out into nothing, which was really disappointing for me. For me, it's really disappointing as well, since they invested so much time in building her up as a character, and so much of what we heard from her was game narrative as well. So anybody could be forgiven for thinking she was like a guaranteed finalist, and then for her to just sort of be voted out and then lose a duel... It was just sort of like, oh, okay, that was unexpected. So I, th- I didn't. I, I, overall, I didn't enjoy her as a character, and I didn't like her gameplay. But from what we saw of her, I thought she should have had a better ending. Yeah, I think it just. And you're right. It was. You know, she was the narrator of this this whole thing. So we probably just should yeah. have seen more of that. And. It was just a, a disappointing way for it to end, I thought. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of how it goes. And maybe she's going to be 
a pivotal jury member, you know, maybe it might be that it's a 3-3 between two of them and then she's the kind of deciding vote that decides who wins this game or something. Maybe there's a little bit of a, a kicker in this story, but, you know, I, I, to me, that that wouldn't be satisfying. I think we would need to have seen more going forward. So, yeah, I mean, disappointing end. I thought she was a, a, a compelling character, um, you know, and I, I know that you and I have kind of differed a little bit in terms of what we thought about her. Um, but, yeah, I thought she was a compelling character, if not a great player. I enjoy her skin care. I would give her credit for keeping her face out of the sun. <laughs> That's admirable. That's very good. Congratulations, yeah. Shannon. You should feel very proud of yourself. Yeah, no, you've done well there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I mean, she's somebody I would probably really like to talk to after this game, and because you know she is a big fan of the show as well. So you know, it'd be really good to kind of talk through her experiences and you know what she thinks of the show coming out the other side. But she certainly seems to be somebody, and I mean, it's obviously something that, that I noticed a lot is that she was always really happy to be there. You know, had a big smile on her face the whole time, and you know, it's a little bit corny. But but it's also quite nice to see a fan out there like quite literally enjoying it and not being able to to hold that back, which is cool. Do you know many people from Geraldine? Uh, Geraldine? No, I don't think I do. Well, I didn't know that Shannon was from Geraldine until she said not bad for a girl from Geraldine. And I know somebody from Geraldine, and she is sort of... She would uh, match the same sort of... Uh, hyper enthusiastic yay life sort of vibe that Shannon had so I was just wondering if that might be a Geraldine thing something in the water down there maybe yeah um how far is Geraldine from Cheviot just out of interest I have no idea I've never been to the South Island <laughs> I might have, might have to look that up because um, that would be quite unusual if we had two people on the same season that were that were that that close to each other is it is it Ooh. Where where else are they all from in like the north? There's like Danny Burke and Palmy is pretty close as well, and that's Nate and um, Georgia. And we're, who's from Gisborne? Isn't there somebody from Gisborne yeah, as well? Yeah, I think I think um, Tony is from Gisborne. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nobody. I think I would think like the North Island would be that would be the closest. I'm actually surprised that there's not as many people. Um, from Auckland, you know, I thought there'd be a lot more people from Auckland. And actually, Cheviot and um, Geraldine are uh, almost three hours apart. So there you go. That's my good South Island geography. I, I, know, I know exactly what I'm talking about here. Clearly, um, okay. yeah. Well, I, I think they actually missed a trick on the show, and I wonder if we go for a season two that they they might think about doing this, which is um, make it North Island versus South Island to so have one tribe from the North Island, one from the South Island. And I think that would, but people would really watch that. You know, that would that would get people excited. I think. That would be interesting, but from what I've heard, isn't just like the South Island exactly the same except white? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I would, I would, I would, I would push back on that one definitely. Um, I think there's definitely a, a different mentality down in, in the South Island. You know, I think that there's a little bit of. Um, you know, they feel like they're the underdog sometimes a little bit and they, they want to kind of prove that us North Islanders are... It's almost a bit of a city versus country thing a little bit. Um, so, you know, I think that you could probably play up on that quite a lot. Um, so I, th I think that would be quite a fun theme that you could play with um, if, if New Zealand Survivor wanted to go down that road for a second season. So if the producers are listening to this this, this shitty podcast, this boring podcast or whatever the hell uh, it was called on the, on the stuff comments, then uh, there's, there's a free idea for you. Or it could be like New Zealand versus Auckland. That would be entertaining from my perspective. 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. But then you'd have eight Aucklanders on the show, which you probably don't want. Well, how many of these people that are from, like, Danny Virk or um, Geraldine are living in Auckland? And just, they've just put their hometown as where they're from. Oh, yeah, no, there's got to be a few of them. I mean, because I'm just trying to think of the ones off the top of my head that are from Auckland. I think Georgia was from Auckland. Dee was from Auckland. Um, there's two from Tauranga. Um, one from Hamilton. Oh, what's her face? The um, um, Hannah was from Auckland, wasn't she? No, she's Whangarei. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> no, it's about th- no about a three-hour difference there as well. So maybe not quite. Is it close. really? I thought it was closer than that. I thought it was like it's not as far away as Hamilton is, is it? Oh, it's way further than Hamilton. To, from oh, Auckland. okay. Yeah, from Auckland to Hamilton. Yeah, definitely. Uh, who would have known? Yeah. Not me. Oh well. There you go. <laughs> These bloody Hawks Bay people, they don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're veering wildly off track here, and I think we can probably um, get into... Uh, we talked a little bit about Shannon's story, and uh, we can probably just get into into rating this episode. So I'll, I'll let you go right ahead if it's a, a, a buy, a rent, or a bin for you. Oh, well, you know, I'd probably bin this one. I wouldn't ever watch it again, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I, I'd probably it would be a, a rent, and I don't think I'd watch it more than twice. But uh, you know, I'd want it for completion's sake at this point. Um, it, I actually don't think you really need anything that happens here. Um, I, I, th- I think if you're somebody that's really invested in Shannon's story, you might want to see this so that you can see the end of her story. Um, and you know, given that we've we've talked her up as being a big narrator, then you probably do want to see that. But uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, I'm not sure there's there's a whole lot here that um, I, you desperately need to see. Um, and we can probably kind of flick over into the next episode, really. Dun dun dun. Um, so I think probably one of the things that that comes up again and again and again on this one is you know i think that they overdid it a little bit with the shay's gonna go storyline because there's there's a big section and i you know it's in between two ad breaks is basically an entire camp scene where everyone's going around talking about we're gonna vote uh, gonna vote shay out yeah and it it just seems like it was too overdone to the point where you know we kind of get through this immunity challenge i'm like well it's got to be shay because they just haven't put time into anybody else going and at that point they then try and and add a a couple of extra storylines of potentially nate potentially arvi but by that point it kind of feels like it has to be shay yeah absolutely yeah and you know i don't really know what the thinking behind that was um whether the other storylines there was just not enough to show and they kind of had to make it obvious um but yeah i think probably that for me the best part of this whole episode was after the immunity challenge and we kind of get the whole thing of Arby can see that that nate's angling to get rid of him and you know, should he should he try and and turn the vote and get rid of nate at this point um, yeah does he does he have the numbers to do that and then probably the whole thing here is you know um you know Arby feels bad about voting shay out um yeah, so I mean, that's all kind of like the big key things that kind of happen in this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was, it was a really weird one for me. I did really like, I like Shay's comment about, you know, Barb's, Barb's thinking she's going to quit. Um, so, you know, how do, how do I spell your name? You, seriously, you don't know how to spell Barb? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Not a hard one to spell that, so yeah, no, that that's really weird. Um, yeah, so I mean, for me, the, the, yeah, the, the the first half of this episode can be summed up really, really quickly. But um, for the sake of kind of just talking through this a little bit, it, it, it's quite interesting to kind of look at, at 
where everybody's sitting in terms of their relationships with each other. So if, if we're going to kind of just go through these five people, you know, okay. I think I think Arby, you could probably say, has a good working relationship with everybody, right? I would say with Shay and Tom, definitely. Oh, actually, no, I wouldn't say he's got a good working relationship. I think he's got a good friendship with Shay, and I think he's got some relationship with Tom, but I don't know that he's got a particularly great relationship with Barb and Nate. Well, I'd push back on that a little bit, because I think if he if he didn't, then I think probably what stopped Nate from making that move was the fact that he liked Arby, you know, like basically he's saying, oh, I would find it really, really hard to vote him out. Um, you know, and then he just doesn't have the numbers to, to go through with that. So I think, you know, I think Arby has created enough of a bond with those guys that they're not considering voting him out, even though he's basically the biggest threat in this game. Um, so, you know, I think he's got, you know, and when I say working relationship, it doesn't, that, that's just basically, it's not saying that they have to have a, 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 you know, a lock solid alliance, but basically people feel they can go to RV and talk through options with them. Oh, okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that then. Yes. Yeah, so I think he's probably top dog in terms of everybody feels that they've got something going on there. So what about Tom? I mean, Tom, obviously, he doesn't really have anything going on with Shay at this point. Um, it, it feels uh, like... He's got it with RV. He seems to have it with um, Nate, I guess, and probably Barb, even though we heard from him the episode before. Was it the episode before when he was like, I should go talk to Barb? I've never really talked to her yet. Was that last week? I don't know. Well, I mean, we see them at the reward challenge and they get along really well. And then last episode started with him going up to Barb in the hammock and having this long conversation. That's, that's where she says she doesn't want to you know, continue in the game. So I think, he's definitely yeah, yeah. Got, I think he's definitely got something going on with Barb. Tom's relationship with... with with Nate seems completely lost on me. I don't know if there's anything going on there. Neither. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, so, I mean, we can probably say that Tom's got a good relationship with one person and a working relationship with another. So that's not mm -hmm. that's not great for Tom. Um, Barb, I think we can say, you know, she's, she's good with Nate, obviously. Um, she's got a working relationship with Tom um, and with Arby. Yeah. And um, doesn't seem to have much going on with Shay. Yeah, and then pretty much the same for for Nate, right? Like he's got a working relationship with. Oh, so no, he's got a good relationship with Barb. Uh, yeah, a working relationship with RV. He doesn't get along with Shay, and doesn't seem to be a, a strong Nate Tom issue. No, yeah, there. yeah, and then, yeah, and then and then Shay is basically tied to this game through RV, and that's it. It seems. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you kind of break it down like that, the, the vote was no surprise at all, really, is it? Because, I mean, it's easy to see that the, when you get down to this a number of people, you really, mm -hmm. are, you really are relying on people that you, you get along with. And, you know, and I, especially the way this game is playing out, that this is so different from an American version where it's all about who's a threat, who do I need to take out? It's all about, you know, there was, a, there was actually a comment from Tom at some point. It's like, you know, we could take RV out, but he's, he's valuable in terms of, like... Mm -hmm. What do you mean he's valuable? Like this is not day three anymore. This is you know, yeah, and it just that would just seem like such a weird comment to me. Um, yeah, so I mean it's just quite interesting, and um, I actually was getting into it a little bit on Twitter with somebody tonight, and I'm going to see if I can find those comments for you because it was talking about, and I'm really interested to get your take on this about um, is RV actually playing this game well? Um, and I mean we have kind of just we've just we've just assumed it a little bit. Um, yeah, 
but um, yeah, so I mean, it was uh, it was Dylan Conrad who you know Dylan and Dylan and I kind of go back and forth on Facebook quite a bit, and but I've been enjoying having some some uh, good conversations with him. Um, but um, he he basically tweeted out. He said, "Arvi's terrible at Survivor. Honestly, if he wins, I'm done till season two. <laughs> so and and my comment back was that you know I obviously you and I have talked that we think Arby's a really good player of this game and so Dylan's comment was that Tom is playing the best game at the moment I'm okay okay I get what he's saying I think this week my opinion I think there's just been a little bit of Arby's still my pick to win but there is I can see where that guy's coming from I think probably the thing that you and I are doing is that we're probably we're really reading the the edit, and the edit's telling me very clearly that Arvi's the winner. Like, there's just been so much time invested into Arvi's story that I just I can't see that that Tom's the guy that's going to win this season because, you know, we just we don't really know Tom. And Jesus, what are you what are you doing there? It sounds like you're crushing cans. Me? Oh. Yeah. I was just like... <laughs> Sorry, that I was just like crunching a wrapper. I didn't. I, that was me being really subtle, by the way. <laughs> well, it, it didn't work. Um, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, and and you know, like the whole thing with with Arby is that there's been so much time invested into his story that I think it would just be a real disservice to the show if he doesn't end up winning now. Whereas Tom, you know, there hasn't been a whole bunch of time invested into making sure that you like Tom and you want him to win. Yeah, he's he's playing the game well in, in various parts. But, mm-hmm. but he also has made lots of mistakes. Um, he's not somebody that you really relate to as a, as a player on the show, I don't think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a lot of people out there going, oh, man, I really want to see Tom win. Um, you know, I think that the show is really making you want to want to see Arvi win. Back in the day, though, how many people do you think were watching thinking, oh, my God, I really hope Rich pulls this off? Like, nobody would have been thinking that. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. Um, that most people would have wanted Kelly to win that season, but I think they also did a really good job of showing why Richard won. And I don't. Oh yeah. Know, and I'm still not getting the story of you know like okay, so let's say that Tom is the winner of this this show. Yeah. Do you feel like you know why he won? Um, uh, it would be a stretch. Yeah. Why yeah. he won? Yeah. Yeah. If, if it was uh, if Arby wins, it would be obvious why he won. Yeah. It was because he was the like the Rupert kind of guy yeah if um tom won it would be oh well he sort of like clung on oh you know when jatia said she was like the cat hanging off the cliff on the poster that would be tom if he won that would be his survivor experience the whole keep hanging in there sort of thing which i don't think would make for a particularly great winner well, I mean, I think the thing is, if we're going to assume that if there's a final three and it's and it's Arvi, it's it's Tom, and it's either one of Barb or Nate, um, mm-hmm. you know, you work through those the jury members that are going to be making that up. Then you know, Tom probably actually does have a couple of votes. He, you know, he might have Lee's vote, he might have Mike's vote, um, and he potentially has, and he potentially has Jack's vote. But, yeah. But Arvi cleans the rest. You know, and I don't think it's close. Um, you know, and I think it might be a situation where Arby only just wins on paper, but he goes into that final trouble council with four votes completely locked in. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those situations where Tom, I think, can win if he goes with Barb and Nate, but I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I mean, we could be totally wrong, but I don't think that that's where the storyline's going. If he went with Barb and Nate, I don't know that his chances would be that great. I still think he'd have the three, Jack and Mike and... Um, 
Lee, but I think Nate would have just as good a shot with the votes from Shay, Avi, uh, Salah, and who else is there? Shannon. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I just don't see where... I can see Tom getting to three votes quite easily, and you know it's funny, because I can see him getting those three votes without much much effort at all, but I can't see, yeah. the four, I can't see where the fourth vote comes from. And, and that's that's the problem for me, is that you know, Tom has to find a fourth vote, and I don't think he's got one. And, and that's a that's a best-case scenario. Like I could easily see as well, is that Lee kind of gets there and goes, well, actually, I've been sitting here with Salah for, on the jury for you know 20 days, and yeah. you know, Salah's told me a whole bunch of stuff I didn't know about Tom from the start of the game, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm actually not going to vote for Tom now, I'm going to vote for Arby. You know, like I can totally see that as well. So, um, you know, like I, 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 but I can't see the opposite. I can't see Lee having sat there and told Salah, well, actually, you know, I think you really should vote. Like he's not going to be an advocate yeah. for Tom. You know, whereas I think there's people that are going to go onto the, you know, onto the jury and they're going to be advocates for Arvi. And I think that's probably, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably where things are going to are going to be heading. I would think. Okay, for final three had um, Jack. I oh, had Tom and. Lee and say, oh, Tom and Nate and Barb say, and Arvi was on the jury. Do you think Arvi would vote for Tom? Yeah, I think so. I think if it's an, I think, I think that's the, the one scenario where Tom wins or there's the potential, I guess, of somebody coming, like if it's Jack who comes back from Redemption Island or it's Shane yeah. who comes back from Redemption Island. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's the other thing is, you know, like if we're assuming that the person, the, you know, the Redemption Island person isn't going to factor into this, and they very well could. You know, if it's you know, if you do get that situation yeah. where where Shay comes back into the game, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's a situation where you know Tom could easily find himself outnumbered. I mean, it's not necessarily just going to be they're going to go back and, and vote Shay out again. Um, so you know, I mean, we're, yeah. we're just assuming that. So I, I just think the mountain's a little bit higher for Tom to get there. And um, Dylan also made a comment. He said, oh, you know, Tom's got RV wrapped around his finger, and I'm like, that's I'm not seeing that storyline. Um, I can I can definitely I can definitely get a, get on board with you know Tom played a good game, especially this week. But I'm not getting on board with uh, he's got RV wrapped around his finger. That's not where I see the story going. Well, I think Tom is in a better position to dictate what he wants and oh, what yeah. Arvi is. So I oh. think that's what might be where he's coming from, but I don't think he's wrapped around his finger at all. Yeah, I think anytime somebody's got immunity is that suddenly you're more willing to work with them because you have to, that you can't get rid of them. Yeah. Um, so you, you, that person does by default end up having a little bit more power than just their one vote would indicate. Um, and we've seen that a whole bunch of times. But I can kind of see Tom, like it's interesting because one of the things that you know, often these seasons where somebody goes on an immunity run and they win all these immunity challenges, is that they get a lot of credit for that at the end? Like it's, it's always something that kind of outweighs strategic. You know, if you get somebody that wins five challenges, is that mm-hmm. that's something that they kind of put on the resume? You know, and and but you know, it's really interesting having just seen this latest season of the American version that Brad Culpepper had that and it didn't mean anything at the end of the game. You know, it didn't get him any more votes than he probably would have otherwise. Um, well, the only person I can think of that that actually worked out for was Mike. Like, I can't... Who else has, like, gone on an immunity run all the way to the end when they were, like, a huge target and actually won? Oh, I think I think Fabio, but I think there's also a lot of extenuating factors there that he basically got two immunities for free with, with the two quits, you know? Um, yeah. 
so I've always said if that quit hadn't happened, then Fabio can't win because he'd have to win another two challenges, and that's unlikely to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it does happen from time to time. But then you look at situations like you know all the way back to the outback, you know, and Colby wins all those challenges, but it doesn't actually get him the win in the end. So. Um, yeah. But I think one of the things, just you know, like obviously we're going to get into this immunity challenge with with Tom, but it is actually a really a big selling point that he's actually going into the next week on four immunity wins. He could join a pretty select group of people that's won five immunities um, in a season. So that's pretty. He could. He could. Yeah. So, I wouldn't um, be surprised if he does. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. He's up against a group that that is really helpful for him, you know, in terms of yeah. there's, there's not there's not a lot of competition, and yeah. you know, it, it, it's really interesting for Arvio because I think he can see as well if he could win one and get rid of Tom, is that he runs the table there, you know, that there's no way anyone else is winning a challenge if he can get rid of Tom, and yeah. that's probably what's so annoying to him is that you know there's a really good chance that he could have gone on an immunity run as well, not that he's needed it, but um, he could have been in a position to go on an immunity run and and he hasn't been able to do it, so yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's just really interesting to see like I, I'm not buying the Tom I, I just can't there isn't enough story for me for anyone else except Arvey at this point um, even Mike coming back into the game I just I don't think it's there um, but it's interesting to see other people's points of view who are kind of saying oh, Arvey's playing a terrible game and I have to push back on that a little bit like you might not think Arvey's the most amazing player like you and I maybe do but I, I don't think I think it's hard to call him a bad player I, I don't think he's an amazing player. Like, if you st- if he wins and you stack him up against the Americans, he's probably not in the top 20. But I like... I think he's playing well with what he's got. But I think the last week we've seen... Uh, these last two episodes, we've seen the weaknesses in his game where he straight out said... Uh, I've been playing an honest and integrity sort of, you know, that sort of spiel... And if I vote out Shay, that takes out that, which is the only thing on my scorecard at the moment. And then he went and did it anyway. That, for me, was sort of like... If that was me, I wouldn't have let that happen. I would have, like, tried so much harder to get Nate or Barb out instead of Shay. If that was what I was relying on, I was playing... Well, then I can't actually say that because I would never want to play an honourable, integrity-laden game. Fuck that shit. Well, I think he's a bit of a somebody who's got a similar name to him. He's a bit of an Aris that he is probably yeah. You know, he's playing. A, a, he's able to play a pretty clean game, um, not because he's not because of anything special he's really doing, but because the players around him are making enough mistakes that he doesn't kind of have to. Um, yeah. But I also think that he he also reminds me a little bit of JT from Token Chains that he and a little bit of that Kim Spradlin thing where he actually just he needs to get to the end. That's all he needs to do, and he probably wins yeah. the game. And <laughs> so he's so this whole thing about you know the whole integrity thing is people might see that as a bit of a kind of weakness in him. But I think what he's saying is that like basically he knows he can win, and he would like to. He would like to win clean if he can. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and basically, if that's his, hit, he's got survivor first world problems. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you, you know, I think that that's that's an interesting one to think about. Really, for RV is that I think. I think he's probably catching a little bit. If I would go and look at the the Twitter, probably he's catching a little bit of grief for for having some emotions about voting out Shay. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I kind of get it, and I think I think probably what what the show is trying to do is make sure we see that real human side of him. And I think probably if you go and look at it, is that you know we've talked about um, Tom being that kind of 
um, Sash or Albert type player that's a complete game bot who technically plays a pretty good game but gets to the end and hasn't made any personal connections and at the end of the day what's got RV through is that this should be the time when they're all getting rid of him you know they should all be going like this guy and you know Nate lists it out in the episode where he's basically saying you know he's he's got all these skills he's probably going to be really good in front of a jury um, and we should get rid of him but I can't do that because it's RV. And it's like, well, he's done a really good job of getting these people to work with him. Like, he has done the social side of the game really well. And that, at the end of the day, that's what wins you the game. It's not big strategic moves. Um, it's actually making good connections with people so that after you vote them out, they can kind of go, well, you know, I feel bad about that. But ultimately, you know, I can I can see why you did it and I forgive yeah. you. And here's my vote. And, yeah. and, you know, there's no way that, that you know, Shay's going to go over to the jury all pissed off and not vote for Arvi and vote for Barb instead. Like, there's no way. Like, she's probably going to chew Arvi out at that final tribal council. But then she'll, yeah. vote, she'll vote for him. You know, like, there's absolutely no way that she's not going to. Um, yeah. And, and, and the other thing, too, is I think he is... And the show's probably making this look better than he actually is. But from what we've seen on the show, he's pretty good at reading people. You know, like, he can see... He could see Nate was up to something. Um, mm-hmm. And... You you know, like, so I, I do give him a lot of credit that he does have a good ability to kind of see when things aren't working out, maybe apart from that Sala vote, and maybe that Sala vote was a turning point where he started to notice when people were, were being a bit more shifty. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that completely, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I just really wanted to talk that through because I think probably was I missing something in terms of Tom, you know, is there is there more going on with Tom's game than, than maybe I thought? And I think probably I have undersold Tom. I think he's probably a better player, um, especially when it comes to strategy, than I thought. And I think he's probably been in some bad positions and wriggled his way out really well. And so you've kind of got to give him credit for being able to do that. It is really impressive. But um, ultimately, I just don't think he's got the social connections that are going to win him this game. And I guess it's going to be really interesting if we're, if we're assuming that we've got a, a final jury that's got Mike and Jack and Lee sitting on it mm. that, what's that going to look like and I actually don't think it's going to matter because I think we're going to end up with a final three which is probably RV, Barb and Nate um, and that ultimately that the jury can't really stomach Barb or Nate winning this game um, and you know and so it's, it's actually a, a non-issue but you know if Tom is there then you know he is still really close to winning if he can find a fourth vote but I, I just as I said I just don't think there is a fourth vote there for him I don't, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I think the other thing with Tom is he might not be... Or he might be, like, a great person to actually be around, but I think sometimes it doesn't translate on TV. Like, you can be, like, a really kooky person and have a great individual personality, but when you're being filmed, it just doesn't come across at all. And he comes across a little bit bland to me. So there might be more happening with him than what we're seeing. Yeah, and I think probably he just comes across as really cold. That's the thing, like, you know, like, we have this ongoing joke that, you know, every time he wins a challenge, he just doesn't even smile. And tonight he actually did have a reaction to to winning, (laughs) which was kind of cool to see, um, because he does come across as, you know, actually just having absolutely no reactions to it. It's really quite odd. Um, Yeah. so and I think that's hard. Like it, it is hard to really get on board with somebody that just doesn't really react or emote at all. And you know, I think that it, it, he may be playing a really good game, making all the right moves. But at the end of the day, if he's not really, you know, getting people's sympathy, then he can't win. Yeah. So um, 
we can probably get into this immunity challenge. We haven't actually talked about it yet. Um, and, um, you know, another great chance to talk about holding on to your pole before your balls fall off and all that kind of stuff, um, which I really like. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you make of this challenge? Anything worth talking about, really? No, except the pole looked different on each person's little pole table thing. Did you notice that, or was that just me? Um, I didn't notice that, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's really funny, like, you know, that whole thing that we've talked about, about the tree mail, and it always gives them an invite, and it's like, you know, it's an invite to a, it sounds like they've been invited to a five-year-old's birthday party, and now they go and play the kind of game you would also play at a five-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, I'd agree with that 100%. It's like, you are invited to the immunity challenge. It's like, is there an RSVP on there that yeah, I can yeah. fly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just so weird, eh? Um, yeah, so, I mean... Uh, this this one is it's it's over in a shot you know that's the thing too is it's just like they all kind of get through that first bit and then it's like bang 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 they're all gone and that's the end of the challenge and tom's won it yeah yeah no, it was no. lame yeah i mean it just it, it, at this at this stage you kind of want things to kind of you want it to to kind of last a little bit longer and it, it kind of hasn't really you know and, and just, to be a bit more harder as well at this stage yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and it, 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 yeah, it just feels quite bland, really, doesn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we could probably go on. The challenge itself was was not all that interesting, and like I say, I think the fun part of this whole episode was after the challenge, and we kind of got these suddenly all these different perspectives, and um, you know, it's really interesting to me that we kind of spent all this time building up the Shea storyline and then that's what ends up happening, and then we have this kind of mad dash after this challenge where. You know, like, what the hell was going on We like, Arvi just, like, sprints off down the beach after the challenge? It was so weird. I think that was the food from the reward, finally oh, catching up with them. right, okay. That makes a bit more sense. So, wouldn't you? Is that what you would have thought? That was the only reason I could think. What is he bolting it for? He's obviously going to crap himself. Oh. Or he's, like, a freak, and he doesn't want to, like, burst into tears around the people that he's around. Yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the thing I thought, maybe, is that he just... He wanted to kind of just scream or something, and he just didn't want to do it around these people. Like he definitely is a real introvert, and um, he likes to kind of, you know, he needs a bit of time on his own to kind of decompress and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I wondered if it was just like he just needed to get away from everybody for five seconds. It's just it's really interesting. That you've got this guy who I think is quite a good survivor <laughs> player, and he's made really good connections with everybody. But you know, they, they kind of made a couple of comments in this episode where he's like, "I can't wait to finish this game so I can be on my own." You know, it's just like, it's like <laughs> so funny to me, eh? Like this just this really interesting dichotomy of, of, of a human being. Yeah, really, really funny. Um, but yeah, so we kind of get this thing of Nate is, makes this kind of half-hearted attempt to maybe get Arvi out, and it feels like basically Barb completely rats him out, you know, like basically just says, oh, there's a bit of a plan to get rid of you, and, you know, Arvi kind of figures that out, and, um, you know, then Arvi's like, well, do I then take this opportunity to get rid of Nate? And, you know, I mean, obviously we talked a little bit around it first, I mean, the strategic side of getting rid of somebody other than Shay, I mean, from Arvi's perspective, it seems like it's a bit of a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think is that, though, the other three were just standing so so tight that he just didn't have anywhere to go. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, if you're in Arvi's position and you know Shay's going and you don't have the votes to save her, I mean, what do you do? Like, what's What's your play there? Okay, if I'm RV and I can't save Shay, it's impossible. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Right, I'm voting for Shay. Yeah. 
And so yeah. I, think, I think that's what happened. Because I think the other thing I thought was potentially was this an opportunity for him to, he knows Shea's going, mm-hmm. why, why does he not just throw a vote for Barb anyway? You know, like do the old JT and token chains and, you know, he knows coach is going, but he, he flicks a vote Aaron's way anyway, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, is that going to piss Barb off so much that, that she's going to vote against him next time or whatever? Um, or does it make it look too obvious that he's trying to get a, a jury vote? I mean, to me, he made a real big deal about, you know, oh, Shay's you know, my best friend in this game. You know, I don't think anybody would have really objected if he'd said, look, I know she's going, but I can't vote for her. Um, is it too cute? I, I don't like it. Do you like that? I don't like it, personally. Um, I mean, it's it's... I think it probably just has too much chance of backfiring. That's the problem. Is that it just makes it look like you're you're trying to play to the jury too much, and I think you probably can't afford to do that at this point. Well, when I think about it, I always think, well, if she could have done it to her, then what? Well, I don't see the problem with it. And it was when uh, it was in Heroes versus Villains when uh, Courtney and Parvati were talking about her saying that she was going to try and. Parvati was going to try and save Courtney if she could. Yeah. And then Courtney said, well, I can't vote for Sandra, so I'll just vote for Jerry, and then you guys will vote for Sandra. So at that tribal council, they all voted for Courtney. Courtney was the only one who voted for Jerry, and even her buddy, who she didn't want to vote out, Sandra, voted for Courtney as well. Like, I don't see the problem with voting out your number one person if your number one person is absolutely fucked. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think sometimes you just and I think that that's probably going to be his line at the at, you know if she says to him you know why did you not tell me it's like well I hadn't I, there was no there's nothing I could do about it anyway and you know at that point I just had to think about my own game um, so I think we're probably getting a little bit of a red herring for next week that this is going to be this is going to be some kind of storyline and I actually don't think it is going to be much of a storyline but um, yeah I mean I don't think there's a there's a, a really good reason for him to vote for Shea but it is a, it is a possibility there um, yeah and so I think probably we get into this this tribal council and it's actually quite a little bit of an emotional one obviously we get Nate having a bit of a a, a cry about his kids and stuff like that and uh, it's really interesting that we haven't really done like the American version does so much talking about their families and you know we have the loved ones visit and it feels like we're not going to get that on this season at all they're not even getting a, like a letter from home um, that might be coming in the finale I guess but yeah it's really interesting that there hasn't been a lot of talk about what's going on back at home do you think you, well, yeah yeah I, I think I, I, I don't mind that there hasn't been a lot of talk about you know home life and everything but then that could possibly be a part of the reason why it feels like so much of it is repetitive because we're not seeing any of that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to me because it all, it's always that kind of moment that makes you realise how long they've been out there. Is you know they get these these loved ones and they kind of see them and how much weight they've lost and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And you know we kind of just we haven't seen any of that, which I think is a bit of a lost opportunity, really. But um, you know I I'm not a huge huge fan of the loved ones visit, but I do like the kind of it does, as you say it kind of breaks up the camp life stuff a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like I say, we could still be getting letters from home in the final episode, that's possible. I mean, we're still at, what are we at, like, day 33 or something, eh? Yeah, yeah, day 30, it was like, wasn't it day 33, the most recent Tribal Council? I think so, yeah. 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 So I'll be thinking probably, what, day 34, we're going to, somebody's coming back into the game, they're getting voted out at day 35, 36, then we're down to a final, final four, somebody goes home at day, what, 38? 39 i don't know it's a it's a bit of a weird kind of um kind of way they're going to finish this one out but i guess we're going to find out 
So we, how many episodes do we have left? Do we have like one, two, well, three? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out because the finale's on the 5th of July, which is a Wednesday. So there's this is coming Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. So there's definitely there's definitely a Sunday night episode. Um, yeah. I can already see, and like I said before, I can actually see ahead and see what they've, you know, what the the preview for that one is. Um, yeah. So I can see that, and it's an hour and a half episode, um, and I can't see to Monday, so I don't know if there's a Monday episode. Okay. Um, I'm kind of hoping there isn't because I think it will probably stretch out the finish a bit too much, but that's probably going to happen, right? Well, I don't. I, I don't know how they can. I'm just wondering if it's going to be we are Sunday, Monday, and then there's the final filmed on the Wednesday, and is that going to play on the next Sunday, Monday? Well, no. I think that the final is going to be live. I think. I, I, I think we're probably going to have a reunion show. I mean, I don't really know what I'm getting. I should probably go and have a look at the tickets and see how long the, the if it gives me like a duration for how long we're actually in the in the theatre, so we can have a bit of an update there. As usual, doing my research. Um, but yeah, so I, I think probably we're going to get. Well, it's, uh, technically, we're going to get on Sunday. We're probably going to see that final redemption. Somebody's going to come back in, so we're actually going to go from four to, to five. Yeah, um, and then maybe back down to. For within that episode, and then, and okay. then it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if we actually then don't have a Monday night episode, and that Wednesday is the live episode. It starts with four, one one final immunity challenge. Somebody gets kicked off. Final three, and then we have a live reveal with um, a reunion show afterwards. Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But it wouldn't surprise me if there's also a Monday night episode. Yeah, neither would it surprise me at all either. Yeah, it's just one of those things you kind of expect, eh? But <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll be back to talk about it either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to touch on with this this tribal council? I mean, it was. Do you think Shay knew she was going? No, I don't think so. It was kind of weird because she kind of like was. Oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going, but if I do, which I thought was quite an interesting way of, of phrasing it, and maybe everybody says these things, and because she's the one that actually ended up going, is that that's the one they showed, you know? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was that was quite interesting. Um, yeah. So um, we get into this vote, and obviously it ends up being a a, a one. vote against against Shay, and she's off to it gets voted out for the second time, and she's off back to Redemption Island. Um, so she's had a pretty eventful time out there, that's for sure. Um, I, I really like the way Matt reads the votes too. Eh? Like he kind of pulls them half out and sees the thing, and then kind of looks up at everybody. And it's kind yeah, of, he does quite a good job of the kind of dramatic vote reading. I think it's quite impressive. On while we're on the topic of him, a, a, a collective of women is women, Matt, not woman. <laughs> have you noticed that? That drives me nuts. It's like people that pronounce the T and often. I just can't handle it. Often. And women, not often, and woman, uh, it's, it's like scratching my fingernails on a blackboard. It just drives me nuts hearing it. But yeah, it was very, um, you know, going for like the daytime Oscar today, wasn't he? It was like, yeah. woohoo, suspense. Oh, <laughs> we're up to vote number three, and who is it? Like, oh, <gasps> Shay. He, yeah. he, you can tell he loves it, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think he's um, he's really kind of grown into the role as well. I think he's done a good job. But the music was quite dramatic behind this whole vote as well. It was um, yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Um, 
So yeah, I think we can probably, unless there's anything else, we can uh, probably get into rating this episode. I think it was, um, for, for my money, it was uh, the more interesting of the two, but that tends to be the way we're kind of going with these these Sunday-Monday episodes. But um, I'll, I'll let you have a go at it first anyway. Yeah, I thought this episode was better than the last one. So I would I actually, you know, I, I don't need to watch this episode again. So I've been this one as well. <laughs> You're such a harsh critic. Sorry, Survival New Zealand, but I would have been here this week. Well, I think this one might be a really a critical one when we finish the whole season. That this is the one where Arby kind of has to make, has to you know, put his balls on the line and actually make a big move. Um, you know, I thought it was quite interesting with the the, the little preview for next week that. Is it Jack who's kind of saying, oh, yeah, Arby's actually done nothing in this game, which I thought was quite interesting because, you know, we've, yeah. we've obviously seen a lot of it. Um, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, we as viewers get to see a whole lot from the players that do well in the show. And that's not necessarily the perspective that everybody else has. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens. I think Jack's going to be a good jury member, assuming he's probably there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what has Arby done according to... From like the people that he's with, according from their perspective, what do you think they would see Arby having done? Um, well, I think probably that's the thing is that I, I sometimes think these. I think Jack's probably a big Survivor fan and wants somebody to have made big moves, but this actually hasn't been something that's been about a lot of big moves other than the Sala vote. Really, it's been yeah. about it's been about people making good social connections, and I think that that's where Arby's done really well. I think he's been the best social player in this game, um, mm-hmm. and that that's probably what's going to get him the votes in the end. Yeah. I, I kind of hope it does get come down to him and Tom because at least it'll be close um, and you'll have two kind of very different, uh, almost a bit of a Yule versus Aussie thing, you know, two very different perspectives. Yeah, on the game. yeah, yeah, definitely. So that could be quite fun, whereas if it's if it's either Tom or Arby against um, Nate and Barb, that kind of feels like it's going to be a complete blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, we don't know who's coming back from Redemption, so that should be quite interesting as well. So, yeah, I mean, definitely some uh, some stuff to, to ponder over there as we go forwards. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I mean, this time next, well, not quite this time next week, uh, we'll be getting close to it, but we'll almost have a winner for this season, which is kind of crazy. It is our first Survivor New Zealand winner. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It, it, in some ways, it kind of feels like this started like two weeks ago, and in other ways, yeah. Like, in other ways, it feels like we've been going for a little while. So, um, you know, it, it's it's crazy to think that we're getting towards the end of this thing. But uh, yeah, it's. I think what we need to do is kind of go through what happens over the next week, and then we need to maybe take a week and, and think about our, our overall impressions of the season and come back and, and do a bit of a wrap up on this because I think there's lots and lots to unpack about what's gone well, what hasn't gone so well. Um, you know, overall, I think it, it, no huge spoiler that I've been I've been impressed with what I've gotten. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's been a hell of a lot better than we were probably expecting it to be in terms of quality. Um, <laughs> Shit, yeah. And um, yeah, I, 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 so I think that that's something to look for. And I mean, there's actually one thing we are forgetting to do, which is um, that uh, earlier in the week, I actually well earlier in the week, earlier in the day, I uh, I sent you a little message um, about something I wanted to talk about. Um, which was uh, mm-hmm. we, have, we have been doing our, our good old uh, Alice Bryan watch, but uh, um, unfortunately Alice has been letting us down a little bit that she's basically stopped um, talking about um, about Survivor, which is a real shame. Um, so we had to find something else that we could pick fun at, and um, there was an article on goodoldstuff.co.nz, which is you know is the the big news site over here, and um, they had a, a bit of a somebody talking about Survivor. It's time for it to be time for it to be over, basically. Um, 
feel that somebody's thinking that this thing's been going on too long. Um, so <laughs> they, they obviously didn't watch the Australian version, but um, the, the best part of this is actually some of the comments. Um, so we thought we'd just pick out some of the better comments here um, and, and just read them back to you and, and, and see what you think. Um, just try, and, and lots of these people who make the most ridiculous comments like... Um, you know, never watched it, never will. International versions are much better. Um, blah 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 blah. It's like what a pointless comment. Like you obviously you've never watched the show. Why are you commenting on a news article about a show you've never watched? But this this one person, Dave Batten, then goes on to say, um, yeah, he doesn't like Survivor. Um, I have to say though, even though it's old, I do like Shortland Street. How embarrassing that he used his real name to admit that he watches Shortland Street. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the comment that we talked about before, even the podcasts for the show are boring, so sorry we're letting you down. Um, what other good ones were there here? They were all quite similar, weren't they? They are like, oh, boo-hoo, this is still going. Oh, my God, this is damn. I want Shortland Street. One of the ones I did like because it's such a Kiwi expression was, uh, so that New Zealand version of Survivor is rubbish. Too much sitting around and talking all day. Boring, boring, boring. My family and I are uh, avid Survivor U- US fans, but this New Zealand ver- version is very budget. Very budget. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Kiwi expression, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like it says, I record it and fast forward to the end to see who is voted off. Well, why do you even care? Like, if you're not going to watch the show, then why do you care who gets voted off at the end of the episode? Yeah, go online and just look up who got voted off, you dipshit. Yeah. I, I like these people that are kind of like, you know, um, don't insult my intelligence with the show. It's like, well, you know, it's not like all TV shows are uh, incredibly, you know, informative and intellectual it's like you can just sit, sit down and, and watch stuff you know a lot well, of, not him obviously he needs to just shut the fuck up and go watch discovery channel yeah he just watched the subtitled albanian documentaries there um, you go yeah <laughs> I, I like these ones these are the comments i always love about i remember years ago when contestants used to just survive on a tropical island it made sense it needed sensible practical people it's like that was never what the show was about, you know? Sensible, practical people back in the old days of sensible and practical, like who? Who's he talking about? Like, like Greg. Sue, Sue, <laughs> Greg, Rudy, really sensible. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who's talking into a coconut and thinks it's a phone, that guy, yeah. Oh my God, what a crack. Yeah. Head. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. I, do, I do like the people who just make like there's the ones that make stupid and un, uh, uninformed you know, comments, but then there's the people that you know, and we've all got these people on our Facebook page who just make comments that nobody cares. Like what we what point are we trying to make here? Somebody said I'm a bit behind uh, watching all the Survivor series. I watched the very first episode. I think how many decades ago was that? Haven't seen the others. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. What a great comment. You've you, you've really enlightened my world, but with that comment, so yeah. Good, good. Well, sharing is caring, isn't it? Thank yeah. you, whoever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid game. People are supposed to turn on each other to survive. What I what I want to know is why New Zealand has to copy every lame game show and copy it badly. Like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> we don't copy every lame game show. I agree that we're copying doing Survivor way too late we should have done it years ago but shut the fuck up and go watch the bachelor 
well in some ways it's kind of and i mean that's an interesting thing to talk about is you know we did wait a long time and did it potentially help is that we you know we've been able to to follow the format of the united states one pretty closely and Mm -hmm. and do a reasonably good job of it i think and i think if this had come out you know like in 2003 or 2004 we might not have got quite the same product i mean you've only got to look at the first season of australian survivor to see what can go wrong so you know potentially you know yeah it definitely is too late but um you know it it probably could have been too early as well you know i think like um around heroes versus villains would have been like a good time to have a whack at it but I think definitely like 2004, that was like Survivor All Stars, wasn't it? So I think, I, I think even now American Survivor is completely different to season eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I mean it's it's really interesting. I, I like these people who take time to comment. I mean, do you do, Perez? Do you do you often go out and uh, comment on stuff that you've got absolutely no interest in just for the sake of it because you've got to hear your own voice? No, but I do. Uh, the, if I'm gonna like be like an online commenter, I will like comment nasty comments on like my family's photos they put on Facebook, or like my friends ranting about their first world problems. That's the sort of shit I would comment on, yeah. not like a TV show. Yeah. If I'm on Twitter, which I'm like using, and my Twitter page is so pathetic, I've literally got like 15 followers. <laughs> well. This is the kind of comment that gets me thrown out of the country, but I give a I don't give a rat's ass about the America's Cup right now, but I don't feel the need to tell everybody about that because who cares? Like nobody cares about my opinion, so I just keep it to myself. Oh, I don't even know. I I don't care. Whatever. I like. I think the only time I like it can if somebody's going to ask me what I know about America's Cup, I would say boats and lucky red socks. That's how up to speed with that shit I am. Yeah. But you don't yeah. go out of your way to comment on news articles about the America's Cup about, I don't think this is a very good thing. I'm, I'm not watching the America's Cup. It's like, nobody cares what you have to say. Just don't comment on it. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't comment on the America's Cup. Even if we win it, I wouldn't go and comment. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I think we've got our rant about other people's rants out of our system. So that's that's got to make us feel a little bit better, I guess. Until next week. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun to unpack this one for you. And, um, yeah, we're, we're in the home straight, as is to believe. And uh, we'll come back and, and talk about it all with you next week. All right, thank you very much. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 